Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for The Spectacular Now. My name is Sutter Keeley. I got everything that I need right here. I've got a job, I've got a car, I've got a beautiful girl. I was the life of every party. Ah! You gotta live in the moment. It's about this. This is beautiful. Hey. Hey. Where the hell am I? Do you live around here, Sutter? How do you know my name? You go to the same school. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's what I was gonna say. Nice to meet you, Amy. Your story. I don't really have any stories. What do you mean? Everyone's got a story. I don't know. I'd like to think that there's more to a person than just one thing. You know, I gotta tell you, Sutter, Amy Finicky, just a strange choice for a rebound. You're 17 years old. You don't have an ex-boyfriend? No. Really? Sutter, guys don't That's look at me like that. I'm like... Yeah, absolutely guys look at you like no, that. No, no, no. Amy, you're absolutely beautiful. Oh my god, no. <laughs> and if she falls for you, what happens then? Should we take our shirts off? My sister, she's having this like fancy dinner party. Would you want to go with me? Yeah, what time? It's 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes from now? Yeah. I think it's good to have dreams, don't you? To dreams. I'll tell you something. I don't live in the past. I live in the now because that's what it's all about. You know, everyone's telling me I got to move on. I don't see what's so great about being an adult. Are you happy? You're not the joke everyone thinks, man. I love you. You don't love me. Yes, I do. And I thought she'd be the one to yank you out of neutral. Do you not see that I'm bad for you? You need to get away from me. Yeah. You have the biggest heart of anyone I know. I love these people. I do. I love these people. I love you all. This right here, this is beautiful. This is the youngest that we're ever going to be. This is our time. Live in the now. Cheers. Cheers. To you, Amy Finicky. To you, Sutter Keeley. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Josh Horowitz from MTV, and tonight's guests, James Ponsold and Miles Teller. Uh, Miles, James, welcome to the Apple Store. Hey, thanks for having us. So, uh, thanks everyone for coming out tonight uh, for uh, a truly great film. I got a chance to see this and talk to you guys about this first time at Sundance, and here we are, mere days from release. Uh, one of the joys, or, or you tell me if it's a joy, I would think, is the months of festivals and conversation about a film like this and Q&As like this. What do you discover new about a film in the course of those months and months, or or do you not discover anything new in the course of innumerable conversations? He's talking to you. You've seen it like... <laughs> How many times? Seen, he's, James has seen it so much that he feels like it's not even his film anymore, he was telling me. I've so. been to... Um, I've probably been to 20 film festivals with it since it premiered at Sundance. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't always sit through the movie anymore, but during the Q&As, people have wildly different um, takes on very specific things in the film. I, I think it just sort of, depending on the audience, depending on the age of the film goer, it you know impacts people in different in different ways. And I sort of, I don't know, I'm al I'm always sort of excited to hear what people take away from it. I feel like one of the, the great things about experiencing a film like this is that when you see it is, is almost relief because you've seen so many bad versions of this movie. Um, is that something you're very cognizant of when you're diving into something like this, that 
this material is clearly it's it's delicate material that can that can be played in the wrong way and has been played in the wrong way in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think when people hear that there's a movie about teenagers, they they assume teen movie, which they equate with a movie that's kind of um, just immature, kind of like fart jokes, TNA, or the kids turn into vampires or werewolves. Um, you know, and it's when I was a kid, you know, there were like John Hughes movies and Cameron Crowe films that sort of just dignified the experience of being a teenager that took them seriously. So I think it, you know, the movie walked a really fine line between nostalgia, you know, which is like kind of looking back at a specific period in time, but it's kind of laced with the pain and anxiety of being a teenager versus sentimentality, which can be kind of goopy and kind of revisionist and not really that honest. We wanted to go for something that really was, uh, you know, respected the characters and didn't, didn't judge them and felt really honest. Miles, where were you at when, when this material came along? Because you'd done, you know, you'd done Footloose, you'd obviously started with a rabbit hole, so you're right. kind of running the gamut in the kinds of movies you're doing. Yeah. Were you looking for a specific kind of material or just sort of open to anything? Or what was, where I were mean, you for me, my agent pretty much sends me everything. Like everything from, you know, a, a small $1.5 million movie to, you know, the big ones. And I've been lucky enough in my career to pretty much every time I've read a script that I thought was really, really good and I wanted to do it, most of the time I've, I've ended up getting that film. And with this particular script, it was right after Footloose. I got the script and I went in for an audition maybe like a week after wrapping. And it was a different director involved. I had a really bad audition. I was bummed out because I thought that this was hands down the best script I'd, I'd read in a long time. And so I begged for a second audition, got a second audition. That one went a little better, and they said, thank you, appreciate it, but it's not going to go any further. So I was pretty upset, and then like a year and a half later, James got involved, and I was kind of hearing some, some rumors, maybe they liked me, this and that. Shailene was attached to it, and then I heard, uh, oh, well, they just offered it to Nicholas Holt. And I, I said, oh, man, that was really close. That was, almost happened. So I was bummed out, and then he kind of fell out, and we, I don't know how I got set up the meeting with you, if my people asked, but James and I met at a bar, um, which once you see the film, it's like, that's fitting. So <laughs> we met at the bar, and we just ordered some appetizers, drank like a couple beers, were there for pretty much two hours, and then I was getting on a flight to Florida the next day, and James was like, hey man, like when we were outside before I left, he's like, hey, I would really like to do this thing with you. I think, uh, I think we'd make a great film, and I got to do some convincing of the producers, but I'd love to do it with you. And I said, yes, let's do this, because I know <laughs> I can do the movie. I know I can play the part. I just haven't auditioned the material well. James, so. what were you looking for in this, in this character? What was the key to Sutter, and why was Miles the guy? I mean, I think this film, in a way, is a little bit postmodern, not in the way that 500 Days of Summer was postmodern, which these writers also wrote. Like, the narrative of it, it's pretty straightforward, but, you know, when you first meet uh, Miles' character, Sutter, he's this life-of-the-party dude who you've probably seen in a lot of high school movies, and then the story starts to go left of center. You know, it's actually a story that's about gender politics. It's about his, like, kind of lousy relationships with the women in his life, including his mother. It's about this sort of mythology he's created around this absent father and this really bad model for, like, masculinity and fatherhood that he has. So I was looking for someone that really could be the most charismatic teenage kid you'd ever met, who by the end of it, he's, like, crying in his mommy's arms. And it feels real, and it doesn't feel manipulative, and it doesn't, you know, feel like you're hitting a, a false note. And it's an arc. I mean, I'd seen Miles in Rabbit Hole, which like devastated me, and he goes tit for tat with Nicole Kidman, and then I saw him in Footloose, where he's kind of just this goofy dude who I remember from high school, and that was that 
arc, almost in reverse, like Footloose to Rabbit Hole, kind of was this character in a way. So I'd seen Miles do everything that I thought that this part demanded. Once we met, once I just learned about him and the way he saw the character, the way he saw the world, I just thought he was perfect. You, we mentioned a couple members of the cast, uh, Shailene obviously in another of the leading roles, but there's, it's an amazing cast you've assembled here. And, and you mentioned the father figure. Some of the heart, most heartbreaking scenes are between you and, and Kyle Chandler uh, in this one. Um, and he's really playing against type, which is really uh, fascinating. He does another great job. Were those especially effective or, or, or powerful scenes for you to do, Miles? Yeah, well, I always, I always knew that the scenes with my dad were going to be really impactful just based on this story. And then I really hadn't seen Kyle Chandler in very much stuff. And James says, just YouTube coach. He's like, watch some YouTube videos of this guy. He's like, and when you see his football speeches, if you don't want to go to war for that guy, he's like, there's something wrong with you. Because he does. He's just that all-American great guy that you want to fight for. And so I was looking forward to it. And then when he came on set, uh, it was like the first day he was on set, he was just very kind of like almost neurotic and he was unsure of himself and we were going through the blocking and he couldn't remember it and he was asking James you know what I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it like just give me you know a minute here and it was uh and it was interesting and I've met Kyle after this film and I know that he's nothing like that he is this very cool dude like just the man he's really just one of the coolest guys so but yeah I was excited I mean for Sutter's storyline this absent father that you hear about you hear him talk about his dad a lot and I don't want to give anything away, but for uh, their first meeting, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty pretty good part. Yeah, yeah. we're going to show a, a couple clips in a, in a bit, and we're also going to take the audience uh, some of your questions hopefully today. But before we show the, the first clip, um, we should probably talk a little bit more about Shailene and this this key relationship at the center of the story. Um, she was attached to it, I believe, first, right? So give me a sense of sort of what you saw between the two of them, and was that in, in, on tape or in a room, or was that on set that, that made you believe that this relationship was gonna work? Well, I mean, I, you know, Shailene I became aware of through The Descendants, I think like most people, and what really struck me was that, you know, that performance, when I first met that character, she was sort of this bratty, almost nagging, you know, young adult who, at first I was like, good God, I don't know if I can spend two hours with her. By the end of the film, she's breaking my heart, and I realized my, the immediate response I had was because she reminded me of myself at that age. And then when I met with Shailene, she's nothing like that character. She's, I mean, she's kind of a hippie. Um, you know, she's, like, really actually uh, politically aware, socially aware. She's profoundly kind. She, she's really invested in the lives of the people that come into her life and she whatever that term old soul actually means she is that at all of I think she's 21 now um, and then seeing her and Miles together like Miles is just as you can tell this super charismatic funny guy like you're kind of the center of attention when you're in a room and I just remember sitting across from you guys and Miles was telling some story people were laughing and I think Shailene just had her hand kind of over her mouth just kind of stifling Laughter, where I, f I imagine this thought bubble where she was thinking to herself, probably, oh, you silly boy. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> thing. And you're older than her, but it's like you guys have such different energy, and it's so much fun to just watch you guys bounce off each other. And I just wanted to, to capture that and not get in the way of it because it fed into the characters so well. Miles, does that pretty much approximate what she's thinking about you most of the time, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's dive in. I believe this is the first meeting between the two characters, right? You want to set this up in any way? Um, you know, this is, uh, if this is the first meeting, this is Miles um, has had a 
he's kind of had this breakup with this girl. He's had this really melodramatic relationship with this girl. He's gone out for a night and just tried to obliterate himself. And he wakes up on a lawn and then meets um, Amy, who's uh, Shailene Woodley's character. Here we go. First clip from The Spectacular Now. Jesus, I must have fallen asleep. Here, let me help you up. Uh, Where the hell's my car? I don't know. Do you live around here, Sutter? How do you know my name? You go to the same school. You wouldn't know who I am. I know you. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm Amy. Amy Finicky. That's what I was going to say. Nice to meet you, Amy. So, Miles. Um, I'm proud of that hangover. I felt like <laughs> that was good. You give good hangover. I give, I know a good hangover. <laughs> so, um, give me a sense. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about, like, and anyone that's seen James' previous film does it so well in that one, too, Smashed. That there's a naturalism, there's, a, there's, a, there's an authenticity to all the performances. Uh, and that extends, I know that there's little to no makeup used in that. Who's, whose idea was that, that makeup would not be a, a big part of the I mean, That was process. something that was like one of the, early, I mean, it was really important to me. It was part of the earliest conversations I had with Shailene and Miles and, and everyone, which is that we actually want these kids to feel like regular kids, not a Hollywood approximation, not models posing as the kid next door, not as people wearing skinny jeans who look like an Abercrombie and Fitch sort of advertisement. We want them, whatever, whatever they look like, you know, it's Georgia in August. They're sweaty. People are breaking out. They look like teenage kids, which strangely is a rarity. So it was really important. And they were, and it speaks, I think, to like the van, uh, the lack of vanity and the integrity of the actors that they were like, yeah, of course, that's what we're going to go for. So we were all sort of collaborators in that. So Miles and Shailene are a little bit closer in age to the characters in this film than, than you and I, sadly, James. Do you ha then have to rely on them? I mean, do, do you, you have to draw upon your own life experiences for a, for a role like this, I would think, Miles. Yeah, what's the... Well, I guess the question is, I, just drawing on your own real-life experiences. I mean, you, you're a few years yeah, removed I from was, that. I mean, yes, yeah, so when I shot this, I was 25, and I wasn't really looking to do... I was kind of moved on from high school. Like, the last movies I had shot before that, I was, like, just a graduate of, of college, um... I wasn't necessarily looking to do that, but this script was so profound, it really was. It's, um, you know, they're dealing with some big issues and it was just written so well. But yeah, when you're 25, you're like, oh man. Like high school doesn't seem that long ago, but I've already went through college and I've lived on my own for a while. And I think you get a, you know, when you're that age, you're just dealing with, with everything fresh. And I had, you don't have the, uh, the reflection, I guess, that I have now when I look back and I feel, you know, whatever, I have my opinions on things, but when they put a backpack on you and you're in a high school hallway and you have like a locker, you are in high school. <laughs> like it's not, you know, it didn't seem that long ago, so. Um, I'm curious you, uh, you know, to mention more. I picked out my backpack in this movie. It's a bright yellow and James is like, no. I said, yes, I think it's perfect. I said, no? Yeah, you didn't like the yellow. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love it now. I know you told you're, me. You're like a, you're like a little school bus going down the when hall. I'm running. Someone I did an interview today. And they're like, "Oh man, I love that like high school awkward run that you did down the hallway." That's I was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's just how you run. <laughs> with a backpack, nobody runs cool with a backpack. Right. That's kind of impossible. No. Yeah. Going forward, Miles always has backpack approval yeah. on all films. Yeah. Um, 
adapting someone else's work. This is not a, an original work, obviously. This is based on, on a book. I mean, is that something you ever imagined? Because much of your work has been original material, right? Yeah, I mean, the last two movies I, I, I wrote, I mean, this one was Scott Neusetter and Mike Weber who wrote 500 Days of Summer. They adapted Tim Tharp's book. Um, and I, no, I, I, before this, I had always assumed that I would, there's just a lot of stories that I want to write and tell in films. And um, the script came to me and it just, it, it, you know, really blew me away because Sutter was, um, well, I, I kind of was Sutter when I was a high schooler. And um, yeah, I mean, if, with, with material that good, it's kind of hard to say no. At the end of the day, Scott and Mike are great writers. They're better writers than I am. So if I get a script that good, I have to take it seriously. Well, I mean, are there films that you look at um, before embarking on something like this in terms of getting the tone right and getting, I mean, I, I, I look at Jennifer Jason Lee in this film and I think Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah. High, there's kind of a bridge right there. Um, is it best to flush that kind of stuff out or are there benchmarks to, to try and strive for? You know, I mean, my favorite films about teenagers, I think the common denominator is they just, they're like a romantic drama or something, or they're a comedy where the characters happen to be teenagers, as opposed to it being all about being a teenager. So the films that, for instance, my cinematographer, Jess Hall, and I watched, you know, we watched Punch Drunk Love, we watched Eternal Sunshine, we watched Manhattan, we watched Last Picture Show and Splendor in the Grass, which are about young people. I think maybe we watched some of Days of Confused, some of Say Anything. You know, it was really just a, a way of what was important was really respecting the characters and, and um, you know, and just dignifying them. And sadly, there's just not a lot of movies about teenagers that, that do that. Right. Um, there's some beautiful uh, extended uh, take sequences uh, in this. I think we're going to get a, a glimpse at one here. I'm a sucker for for this kind of unbroken take used in film. It can, it can I would think, help your performance. You don't, you don't, don't have the time to overthink it. You have to just lose yourself. Uh, should we set this up in any way? This is an important sequence, obviously. Yeah, this is... Um, this is leading up to there's kind of this you know these they're growing up in an area that's not not a city it's kind of a area where the kids have keg parties in the woods things like that um they've just been at this party shailene and, and miles as characters and this is the first time that they kind of you know this is only the last portion of this scene but it's a long walk and talk in the woods that goes from kind of awkward and goofy to a little more revealing and emotional to kind of flirty and it's their first their first time kissing cool yeah. let's take a look what about, uh, like, ex-boyfriends? Um, Say, uh, we need an ex-boyfriend in there. No, I, I don't have Who's, any. like, an ex-boyfriend that just, like, really pissed you off, that you just, uh, that just, like, you hated? And I, if they're just, like... I don't have an ex-boyfriend. What? Yeah. You don't have a single... You're 17 years old. You don't have an ex-boyfriend? No. Really? Sutter, guys don't That's look at me shocking. like that. Like, yeah, absolutely, guys look at you like no, that. No, no, no. I just I, saw two guys looking at you like that. Uh, Eric Wolf and Cody Dennis no, were 100% hitting on me. No, no, we were just talking. You. They were 100%. not hitting on me. No, no, no. There was absolutely yes, no way. Why don't you think they were hitting on you? Because I'm just, they weren't. Because you're what? Amy, you're absolutely beautiful. Oh my god, no. <laughs> what do you think of when you, when you see that scene, Miles? <laughs> Pretty good move. <laughs> I think I didn't rush the moment. It was a good opportunity for a kiss. Am I correct in that that, that, that little move with the, the branch? That That's just an organic moment that's that just happens. That's just me walking into a branch <laughs> and then the bug at the end. And so the camera kind of tilts up at the end there. That's because our camera guy was like literally falling over. Because the camera, because it's film, it's heavier. And it's, I think he said it was like a 90 pound steady cam. And he's walking backwards 
in like a dirt kind of uphill for about five minutes. So we did two takes, I think, and then flash thunderstorm. We did two takes afterwards, but the lighting was way off. It wasn't going to match. And I don't think James, we didn't know if we had a single take because you can't check it because it's film. So we got lucky that it all worked out. I mean, as an actor, is that the day you look forward to or dread? Because that's such a, I mean, the dialogue is one thing. You I look have to forward to every day on set with James Ponzel. <laughs> He's such a fantastic guy. No, honestly, I look back on all this stuff with so much like love and nostalgia that it was, um, yeah, every day was, was fun. But usually, yeah, I had some kind of heavier... I mean, I'm in every scene of the movie, so there's every day there's always something that's like you're looking forward to. There's um there's also in addition to first kiss there's uh, quite an awkward and realistic sex scene in the film. Uh, is that something awkward for you? <laughs> I think it's awkward for everybody, probably, <laughs> <laughs> in the best possible way. You tell me, was it awkward for you? Was it awkward for me filming it? Yeah, you you opened that can of worms, buddy. Okay, no. It wasn't, it wasn't overly awkward. It was the first sex scene Shailene and I had ever done. And I'm wearing like just kind of a nude, we called it my elf underwear, I think, because it just removed any kind of uh, like genetic, <laughs> whatever you got going on, it just looks, you're like a Ken doll. You just, it's like a nude thing right there. So, but she, no, Shailene was great. We had such like, we're laughing in between takes because we're recognizing it's pretty funny when you're, supposed to be having sex with this person and all these guys are around and you can hear camera guys breathing sometimes and then you're we're doing it we never we don't know how long it's gonna go it went longer than we thought and then it's like okay yeah we're kissing this and that we're having sex and it's like cut that's lunch all right guys back in 30 minutes and you're just sitting there <laughs> so yeah James, are your memories as fond? I mean, that's got to be stressful for you as a filmmaker, too. You don't want to, like, make your actors feel uncomfortable, unnecessarily so, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm 34, um, so I don't want to shoot child porn. Right, there's that. So there was the part of me that... I'm 26, so it was not child <laughs> porn. You know, um, but it was really important to me from early on that the actors felt safe, you know, um, physically but emotionally safe, and, you know... And that they trusted that I wasn't going to hang them out to dry and, and make a really pervy sex scene <laughs> or something that just didn't work. So I wanted, you know, when you're actually shooting a scene, you want to just feel free to play, you know, and not be worried. I'm sure as an actor, Miles can speak to this more, but you don't want to be worried about other things. You want to just be able to be present and be in the moment. So I tried to be very explicit with Miles and Shailene early on about exactly how I wanted to shoot it. And this was really was about a connection between two people and really their eyes and them sort of coming together too. I mean, I wanted to feel awkward and goofy and clumsy and filled with anxiety the way your first sex scene or your first time having <laughs> sex in life feels. Um, and we tried to really We're make... We're go around the room and just ask everyone to share <laughs> their first time having sex and what that was like. So We could start No, anywhere. but Shailene was... Actually, Shailene was very adamant about not wanting it to be, you know, too Hollywood and too fake. There's a lot of these movies where it looks like two models like in a choreographed, you know, love sequence while well, there's great lighting and um, stuff like that. And this is not like the, it, it goes to the point where you feel intrusive on these two characters at this moment that they're sharing. You almost feel like you shouldn't be watching it. So James did a great, it's, uh, it's very well done. It was Shailene's in our mind. It was our favorite scene when we watched it. It's like we couldn't watch ourselves act, but like that little scene was nice. 
<laughs> let's, uh, let's open it up to the audience. If you guys have some questions, I think there's a mic going around. Hi, uh, this is from Miles. Um, so it seems like your more major blockbuster films, uh, Project X, uh, Footloose, or even, I forgot the last one, it's more of a coming of age films for you and you seem, you seem to be typecasted as the practical jokester in each and every one of them. So, but it seems in this movie what I could see from the trailer is that you kind of have a self uh, epiphany as an actor and as a, as a person. So how do you see that going forward? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say when I did this movie, I realized that I have like maybe more depth as an actor or anything. I, what I did like about this script was uh, it gave me an opportunity, I guess, to show some comedic stuff and then also like the script went deeper, whereas maybe some of the other comedies I've done, I haven't gotten a chance to like show beneath the surface. But that's what's so great about this movie and this character is that maybe he's more of a sad clown and you kind of go on that journey with him. So I would say, you know, as a character, certainly he does a, he does a lot of growing up in this movie and he does come to a realization. But as far as my career goes, I'm pretty happy with everything I've done. Like I've, everything that, I, that has fallen into my lap has been something that I've been proud to work on, so. Are you gonna try to take on similar roles or are you gonna try to do something new? Like, I just, I don't know, I'm a, all the superheroes are taken. <laughs> so that's done, but no, I don't know. I got some stuff coming out that's different than this that I've already shot. And uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do, the next thing I do in September will be more dramatic. It's kind of like Black Swan, but without the dancing. <laughs> cool. Other questions? Hi, um, before I ask my question, James, I saw your last film, Smashed, last year, and it was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of people who saw this film in film festivals and advanced screenings, and they had a personal connection to it. Um, my question to both of you is, um, how do you approach the script and filming to make sure that people resonate with it on a personal, on a personal level? I mean, for myself, you know, I just come from a place of, um, you know, not judging the characters um, and just trying to be a, trying to be a really great advocate for them and trying to trying to just understand what drives them. Um, you know, a lot of the films that I see where I'm not connecting to the characters, I sometimes even feel like the, the, the person making the film doesn't like the characters or is making fun of them or is just using the character to forward a plot where they're essentially a puppet. But for myself, I totally relate to Miles' character and Shailene's character, and I've found ways you know, to connect to all of the other characters and tried to cast actors and collaborate with the actors and really sort of give them a sense of agency, really let them make the characters their own so that we could all hopefully root for them and enjoy hanging out with them. Yeah, I mean, I've heard musicians talk about the songs that were the biggest hits for them or the songs that were the most personal. Like, I don't think you can go into something trying to make it for other people. I, I think as an audience, you never want to feel like someone's performing for you. I think you just want to, you don't want to feel like they're watching you watch them because that's weird. That's an odd experience. So for me, it was just to make it as real to me as possible and that everything that I'm saying, I believe, and it's coming from a place of, you know, honesty. So that's how I did it. <laughs> Hello, James and Miles. Um, Hello. Miles, Hello. most of your films, 21 and over, Footloose, you work in groups. This seems to be one of your first films where it's a one-on-one -on -one with Shailene. I wanted to see if that was a preference of yours or if it took you out of your comfort zone at all. Well, 
I um, I don't know. In theater, you sh- you share this stage a lot. It's very rare for I guess one actor in a play to just kind of be in every single scene. And I like the ensemble. I love sharing scenes. I love just making a scene work and and figuring that out. But yeah, at the same time, I didn't necessarily you know when I was training in college, I didn't necessarily come into this business wanting to you know be way in the back. I didn't want to kind of be like, you know, maybe the fifth guy, sixth guy. So I was I was excited. I didn't know if I was going to be, you know, a leading guy. To be a leading man in Hollywood, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it that's not acting that I've realized. Like, it's not in this film, but it's like you got to go to the gym and you got to really, like, take <laughs> care of yourself. Stuff I never did. My agent's like, you got to, you know, get ready in the morning. Like, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the work. But no, it's not. So I didn't know if I was going to get that opportunity. And I love playing... You know, supporting characters from, you know, Footloose, I was, I'd much rather have played that part. But no, it's, it's exciting that I was given this opportunity and I was really, you know, waiting for, for something like this. Like, I really felt like this script is, uh, is, is pretty incredible. And the fact that I could be, you know, whatever, the main guy in it and carry the load was, was rewarding, very rewarding. Hi, Miles. I was just curious if your high school experience was at all similar to Sutter's. It was pretty similar. I mean, I like I grew up in Florida. Like the town I grew up in is like seven thousand people. It's pretty similar. James grew up in Georgia, so we had that kind of that bond. The Southeast really does have its own uh, like badge of honor. I don't know. You just I hung out a lot in parking lots. There's a lot of sitting around. I started James. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You do a lot of, yeah, it's like bonfires in the woods and um, uh, lost my train of thought here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, no, but anyway, so you, like you drink. That's where I was at. Like <laughs> me, and my, me and my buddies, when we were 13, pretty much by middle school, a lot of people were, were drinking. Um, you know, I'd, we'd steal my buddies, my, grand, my buddy's grandpa's old Milwaukee on Tuesday and then put it in the woods next to my house and we'd go drink it on Friday. So it was just very warm, very old, but whatever, it worked. And yeah, I was kind of like the cool guy in high school, I guess, but I, I got straight A's and I played saxophone in jazz band, but then I played drums in a rock band. I played baseball and I was like in National Honor Society and I had a bunch of different groups of friends. I still have my best friends from high school, so I was like Sutter if I had, if Sutter had like the perfect like parents and a lot of love and support at his home and you know pretty much had all the tool, everything he needed to succeed in life, if, if he had that, we'd be pretty, pretty similar, but yeah. Hi, Miles. Uh, this is question for Miles. Uh, what element do you find it so fascinating about James Soderbergh like differ from any other directors you've been working with? That's a good question. Um, James is, well, just as a, as a person, like that's what I'm finding when you work with directors, so much of it is like on a personal level how you can connect with that person. Because you, you don't know how they are behind a camera until you work with them. But in terms of the questions that I had with James about my character, any kind of that dialogue, it was, um, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty easy um, with James. And as a director, he's awesome. If you don't want to say something, you don't necessarily have to say it. If you don't want to wear something, you don't have to wear it. He's very much, um, 
you know, wants you to be extremely comfortable with that character. And his adjustments are great. Like, any th for the scenes with me, Shailene, and James, I felt like it was just one cohesive... It was like we were just sharing one kind of, like, mind. I don't know. But whatever James had to say, it was a very... I don't know. There was no censorship. It, I felt very comfortable, like with James and he's an extremely intelligent guy he watches a ton of films uh, I was so happy with how the film turned out like for me as an actor I don't know what the scene's gonna look like it's all through my own point of view so he's obviously he's got a great eye for the camera and shots and this and that but at, on a personal level James is just like a very sincere uh, attentive kind caring masculine and sensitive <laughs> Wow. Guy. Thanks, buddy. And he's got great food recommendations. Any city you're at, James can tell you like 20 restaurants. He loves pie. <laughs> I love pie. If you learn nothing else from this podcast, James loves pie. One more. Um, hi. So, James, um, I heard a review that said it's a movie that would make John Hughes proud. And as a big John Hughes fan, I was curious if you're going to go in that path and make more films like these that would continue to make him proud. Um, yeah, I mean, any comparison to John Hughes is very humbling. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, watching watching all of his films. I mean, when I was a kid, that was sort of my vision of what high school might be like, and in some ways it was. In some ways, my high school experience was nothing like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope to tell all kinds of stories about characters of different of different ages, and just try to get it get it right and make it honest. Um, there is a book um, uh, from Matthew Quick who wrote Silver Linings Playbook. Um, that, that's coming out soon that's, uh, again, about a, a high school kid um, that I'll be making. And there's a couple others that sort of depict characters or that have ensembles of characters who range in age but include kids who are sort of 16, 17, and 18. So, yeah, I, I always want to tell a good story, and I just want to ground it in really complicated ca characters and depict them honestly. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, for your questions. And let's give it up for uh, Miles and James tonight. The Spectacular Thank Now. You. It's a great one. It Thank opens you. August 2nd, guys. Check it out.